Hey there, I'm Cindy Coaches, and I am the host of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I sit down with best-selling authors, writers, editors, publishers, and creative souls in my virtual studio to talk about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as a writer from the moment we put pen to paper. In this episode, I am speaking with Rachel Kiefer, aka the Health Nut Girl. Rachel is a holistic nutrition and health coach certified by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. She is the founder of Women's Health Circle and helps women fall in love with a healthy life. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel. I am so geeked to have you here, finally. (laughs) I am so thrilled to be here, finally, yes. (laughs) You have such a busy schedule, and for whatever reason, you know, we we can do other projects together, but it just, for both of us to be able to find the time to do this has, maybe we just had to wait to this specific day at this specific time to really come up with whatever it is that we're supposed to share. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, I totally agree that we can talk about so many different topics that are related to what you do and related to what I do. And I'm so glad that we are here today talking about this specific topic. Yes. Yeah. Because you and I have had multiple conversations, again, in one form or another about, you know, how food affects our bodies. Um, You know, we both have that, that strong belief that food is thy medicine. So what I would love uh, is for you to share um, your insights on how the impact of how we nourish our precious bodies has on our creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it it's important to say what creativity is, because a lot of people think that in order to be creative, you need to possess a specific talent that they think that they don't have. And to be human is to be creative. If you are a human being, you are creative, you know, and I really do believe that we are all creative beings and that each person expresses it in their own unique ways, but creativity is a given, you know, like it's something that is part of each and every one of us and everybody has it. And um, I think it's important for me to say that because I think a lot of people, myself included, have been hurt in the area of their creativity mm-hmm. or gotten messages early on in their lives or maybe later on in their lives that they are not creative. And that was definitely the case for me because yeah, I grew up with a sister who was very creative. My sister um, was, you know, like she played instruments and she danced and she had all this wonderful creative pursuits that I didn't have. I was considered to be the brainiac child or the geeky child or the one that's good at math and, and uh, physics and stuff like that. But, um, and there was almost like an unspoken message that you can't have both. Like you, you can have one or the other, you know, like, so if I was, the smart one and she was the creative one, I could not be creative as well. And I believed that for many years and I thought that I'm just not creative, you know, like that's my sister, that's not me. And, um, And it took me a long time to be comfortable with the creative side of me and to even think of myself as being creative. So I think a lot of people might have 
similar experiences Mm -hmm. where they might not see themselves as creative or they might think that they're not creative enough or they might think that their creativity is lacking or that it needs to be in a specific way. And I just want you to start with that and just to tell every person who hears us that you, whoever you are, you are creative just because you are a human being and you're listening to this podcast, you are a creative being. And um, yeah, (laughs) I just wanted to start with that. Uh, You know, and you're right. There's a lot of, we put those self labelings on or, or we hold them tight. We're given them and then we hold them, you know, near and dear to our hearts that, this is the honest truth. And, and it, t- it does take a long time in some cases for us to understand that those were somebody else's perceptions. And I love how you said that about, uh, now I just lost what you, you had said, but anyways, creativity is something that we all have. And it's natural. It's a gift. It's it's how it's part of how we communicate. It's how we interact with others. And you know, there is no right way or wrong way. I mean, look at all the various types of, of writers and, and painters. And if they were all to do it the same way, boring, you know, it would be yeah. like looking at the same thing over and over and and our personalities get to yeah. define that yeah absolutely absolutely i also um think that you know like we i'll give you an example from my life of what i'm trying to say um like a a few a, a, a bunch of years ago um i was singing in a chorus and that chorus was led by a musician who led um, a women chorus. It was a chorus for women only. And her advertisement for the chorus was every woman can sing. Now, if you think about that, that sounds like, oh, what do you mean every woman can sing? I mean, you look at those, all those like song competitions that we have on TV <laughs> where people are told like, you can't sing or hold on to your day job because that's not for you or, you know. And we really get that message of like, oh no, I can't do that. Or some people are good at that and some people are not good at that. And some not good at that. Or, you know, like, like we are, um, have this like, narrow definition of what creativity is and what it means for us and um, a lot of judgment on ourselves and our creativity and I remember when I saw her advertisement and I just saw like every woman can sing I was like wow is that really true you know and it was amazing being part of that chorus because many women in the chorus were attracted to that proclamation because they did not think of themselves as somebody who can sing. And she brought out the singer in them. And we had an amazing chorus that performed in many, many places. We were even on TV, you know, and it was just a, yeah, it was just an amazing experience on how, you know, like every person can reclaim their creativity well and i love the message that you can do it you're we're not going to you know cast you out you're not going to be odd man or odd woman out um you know i'm here to embellish and i'm here to raise you up and i'm here to teach you and help expand what you're what you naturally do oh my god talk about brilliant i mean that's just wonderful yeah (laughs) it was a very very wonderful experience yeah and um so you know when you think about creativity and health Mm -hmm. um i you know like and in my own life and in my many many 
years of experience working with women and I'm, I'm sure men have their own version of it, but I have the experience of working with a lot of women because my business is catered towards women. Um, I like see such a big direction between creativity and health in many different ways. I think one way that is, you know, like more obvious, and I think that there is now more and more research about it and evidence of it is how creativity affects our mental health. You know, like how people um, use creativity to improve their mental health. You know, so there's a way that you can express your feelings by writing or singing or acting or painting. You know, there's a way that you can relax your nervous system by doing, um, you know, like creative activities like crafting. So there's a lot of evidence and a lot of research is done about the connection between doing a creative activity and its healing effect on us you know so there's lots and lots and lots of ways that you can do that and that is a that is an amazing thing so um i do encourage people that if you are seeing that your health suffers from stress and whose doesn't you know (laughs) and if you find that Um, your health is compromised because you worry a lot or because you, um, you know, like you are very anxious or because you are very um, wired and can't relax or unwind. Creativity is an amazing way to do it. And you can do, and, and I do, you know, like recommend that when you do, when you do something creative, it's fine if you want to have creativity that you share with the world, but do it first and foremost for yourself. Okay. So, you know, like do it for you. And it's almost like who cares what other people think or who cares if how other people perceive it, like do it for the, for the joy of doing it. And there's so many health benefits that you will get when you get in touch with that joy, with that joy of create, of creation, you know, like, and, and uh, our, our world is, is created and you are part of creation. And this is your birthright is to be creative. You know, it's part <laughs> yeah. of who you are. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And the other thing is, is when we are in that creative state, we, we let go of thought I mean, how often have you, when you're in a creative project and, you know, you're so focused on, you know, I know you knit. So, you know, you're sitting there and you're counting the, the, I, I want crochet, I crochet, you crochet. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a big difference between knitting and crochet. My grandmother made that clear to me when I was growing up. <laughs> so anyways, but you're busy counting and you're, you're looking at the pattern and, and so forth. So you're focused on this and, and all thought goes away. You're not worried in that moment about, you know, the various stressors in your life. And what happens? We lose track of time. And in that time that we've, you know, we've been so focused on the project, our body has relaxed our the tension has come out of our shoulders and out of our neck and out of our back and hips and and you know and so forth well unless you're doing something physically strenuous like uh, carving something out of wood where you're physically active um still even at that it's still a release of of the tension and and it helps to lower blood pressure and it helps to lower all of those different things and puts us in a state of relaxation and you know what a blessing to give ourselves it's a gift to have that personal time that that self-care time and and in many ways it is a very a powerful form of self-love which is to because you're focusing on you 
and what you're working on versus taking care of somebody else or or taking care of this project or thinking, oh, I got to get this done. No, you're in the moment. You're in the project. You're in that craft, whatever it is, whatever, you know, you're doing. And, and very much like writing, I can't tell you how many times that I, you know, I've, I have one novel in particular that I would be so caught up in writing the the story that I would look up and it's dark outside and I have no lights on in the house and it's like holy crap where did I go <laughs> and I know that happens with a lot of people when they're in you know when they're focused on working on ceramics or focused on knitting or crocheting or painting you know you get so caught up in the moment and yep. I just yeah. yeah absolutely and I love how you describe that you know like a feeling of you know like um not being aware of the time and not being aware of where you are and this is when you truly are um in a place of creativity you know when you feel like you're it's kind of like all absorbing and you're really in it and you don't know where the time went so yeah. that yeah that yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely the the our our creativity is it is a part of us and mm-hmm. it also something that wants to come out and wants to be expressed and one of the places where i found a connection between creativity and health and not just mental health but physical health as well mm-hmm. is that when you do not express your creativity when you don't make that part of yourself important mm-hmm. uh, when you don't realize that this is part of your humanness and part of who you are and that it's a part of you that wants to be expressed and needs to be expressed. Um, there is a stifling, you know, like you stifle yourself and you stifle your creativity because mm-hmm. naturally as humans, it is our nature to live creatively and to express ourselves, to express our creative selves. And when we don't do that, there's, there, it, it costs us something. And it usually costs us something in the area of our health, you know? So when what, what I've seen that has been true for me and true for many women that I worked with is I see that there is a connection between unexpressed creativity and our relationship to our body and our relationship to food. Yes. And as someone who has struggled, I, I have struggled for, um, you know, like um, um, a lot of many years with um, overeating, compulsive eating, addictive eating, you know, like I, I, I know that world really well. And I really understand women who struggle with those things because you know like it's it's near and dear to my heart this is something that i personally have struggled with too i have found such a direct connection between creativity and our relationship to food and i find that a lot of times it's the the missing piece you know and when Mm -hmm. women um um try to really like try really hard to control what they eat or are very critical of themselves about why did I eat this and why did I do that and why can't I be healthier or why can't I stick with it or you know a lot of times it is very helpful to just step away from the struggle and pick up something creative to do and it almost like magically dissolves that conflict because I find that Unexpressed creativity will often show up as, um, um, you know, like we will overcompensate not being creative by looking for comfort somewhere else, usually with food. We will find a place to try to fill the empty space that a stifled creativity creates 
by trying to fill ourselves with something and it can be any addiction. In my case, because I work with women in food, it, it usually um, food addiction, but I suspect that it can be other addictions in other people's lives, you know? So um, it's really important to acknowledge that we are creative being and that creativity is part of who we are and it's an uh, we have a need to express it and to do something about it it just makes our relationship to ourselves to our bodies to our minds to our souls to food to substances so much healthier yes well and you bring up a really good point and you know the addictions to food and 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 so forth and one thing that i experience and i know you have because you and i have talked about it in in many different uh in different areas uh of of coming together which is like how certain foods will cause us to have that brain fog or to, you know, make us feel lethargic or, or tired or just not up to, uh, up to, you know, that, what's the word, up to snuff. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, we just don't feel energized to do things. And so I, I find it interesting that some people don't, Put the correlation to how they physically feel to what they eat and it's it's to me I just find it interesting that I know that if I eat especially you know like heavy uh like heavy breads or or you know if I eat a lot of pizza or I dive into a, a tub of contain uh, of ice cream <laughs> you know, I know what I'm going to feel afterwards yep and you know so this all just it's amazing how everything is connected and how everything that we do impacts another part of of our healthy life absolutely and it's all choice it's all by choice and once we we realize that it's like oh well you know i can have that but i just don't have to eat the whole tub of ice cream or <laughs> maybe just one slice of pizza instead of you know however yeah. many but uh yeah food does impact that did you want to kind of hit on because you are so well known for having your uh freedom from sugar workshops yeah and i i guess this is a great time to roll into kind of had that natural flow into going into talking about how how food does impact do you want to talk about you know, how sugar impacts and. and yes, absolutely. Impacts. Absolutely. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And more than that, you know, like my approach is kind of, you know, not to try and um, avoid things or eliminate things or, you know, like I'm very not into the diet mentality of having lists of do's and don'ts, but to really focus on what, not what you shouldn't do, but what you can do, you know? And um, um, uh, sugar is a food that has huge effect on us and on our bodies. And it is one of those foods that, has um, an effect on us physically, emotionally, and mentally. So it really grabs hold on um, how we function in many different areas of our lives. And um, when you eat sugar, um, it kind of kills your willpower. You know, like Sugar and willpower don't go together. So if you're trying to use willpower to not eat sugar, that is 
that is not going to work. And and I know that people who try to quit sugar know that really well because they, you know, like they tried, they really did, you know. So um, I think that approach works here as well. Uh, one of the things that I teach in my sugar workshop is what are some of the things that you can do to help your body crave less sugar and create more balance before you even decide to try to quit sugar cold turkey because for most people that doesn't really work it's about really about like strengthening your body to be in a place where um it will be easier and much more natural to stop eating sugar and to, and you know, when I say stop eating sugar, I'm talking about processed sugar. So people can still have things that are healthier. There are so many versions of healthier, better for you desserts. So you don't really have to live without them. You know, like it's not about (laughs) deprivation. It's not about, you know, like, oh, poor me, I can never have cake again. You know, this is really about, yeah, this is really about empowering yourself and your life. And one of the things that I recommend in my sugar workshop is to do something creative because of the exact same thing that you described that even you are in a creative mode and you have this like lose track of time experience. This is, this is where, you know, like your addiction evaporates, you know, like they just evaporate because you're no longer thinking about food or sugar or, or whatever your addictive pull is, is when you get to that place of, you know, like I'm so into my creative activity and I'm so into it that I don't even know what time it is and I even forget to eat and I didn't even notice that I was hungry and, and oh, where did the time go? And it's nighttime already, you know? <laughs> it's It's a place where you can really let go of an addiction there and you can really welcome more health into your life in that in that space and in that mode so creativity plays a big big role here in helping you um, create a healthier relationship with food it does and there there's so much to learn and and it's getting out of our Oh, I, I would say, you know, our set patterns, you know, our the routine that we go through without even thinking about it. You know, you get up out of bed. What do you do every morning? What are, what are the first five things you do in the morning? You get out of bed. Uh, do you get up and write? Do you get up and go to the bathroom? Do you get up and make breakfast? Do you get up, get a shower? Do you get up and let the dog out? we we go through our daily lives in this create or excuse me in in this continuous cycle of routine and in many cases creativity breaks that because you're you're not working on the same thing you're not recreating the same thing over and over and if you are that's great but because you're doing it by hand there is variance And you might look at something being like, oh, you know, I could improve this by doing or what would happen if I did X, Y, Z. So you kind of break that sense of routine. And in many cases, um, our eating habits are routine. It's what we grew up with or it's what we experienced in one relationship or another relationship or, you know, being on our own. you know, without having anyone else in the household to to cook for or, you know, provide for, we get into these different routines, and it becomes mindless. And with creativity, you know, even like learning to to cook is is creativity. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes. Cooking is very much a creativity, you know, like, um, I, 
um, encourage people, you know, like I love cookbooks. For me, a cookbook is like, you know, like a nighttime book. I can read it. It's very comforting. I can read it before <laughs> I go to sleep. I love seeing the recipes and the pictures, that, but I never follow recipes. I always cook creatively and intuitively. And I encourage people to do that. Like look at recipes or look at cooking shows and get inspiration and then go into the kitchen and use that to help you create yeah. something that comes from inside. You know, like look at the ingredients you have, look at what you can put together. And cooking can be a really wonderful, wonderful creative pursuit. So, yeah, yeah I definitely encourage people <laughs> to explore their cooking skills as a, crea- as a creativity. And also to look at the kitchen um, as a place of healing, you know, like, like your yeah. kitchen is your place of healing and um, bring creativity into the kitchen in many different ways. You know, like um, if you don't have to put art only in your living room. You can put art in your kitchen and uh, you can put inspiring images in the kitchen and use your creativity to create a healing environment think about like when you walk into your kitchen like um how do i feel when i walk into my kitchen and i look around if my kitchen could talk what would it say you know like and and start using your creativity to enhance your health by bringing you know like beauty and art and 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 things that are enjoyable into your kitchen and into your cooking spaces. (laughs) Yes. And when we get into that creative space, what are we doing? We're connecting with ourselves. We're connecting with our innate, uh, you know, that, that divine being that we are, we're connecting with our interior. And that is a space that knows what is best for us. Well, and like we were talking about before with, you know, sitting down to to write and sitting down to paint or crochet, when we get into that space, we're in that space of, you know, you could say, you could call it meditation. Um, It is a form of meditation because you are connected to your divine self, to your Mm -hmm. name. Yep. Yes, and that's where the that interior voice connects with us and provides us with what is what is best for us, what is healthy for us, what how we can heal ourselves and and connect with ourselves and and hear how we can improve or make changes, not even necessarily to improve, but to make the changes that are more that resonates more with who we are. And that, that, again, that form of communication, that (laughs) connection with self and expression of self. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, when you are in that space of, you know, like I am into my creativity and I lose track of time. This is what, you know, like I call the rest and digest state, not the fight or flight state. So your body naturally relaxes and naturally goes into healing mode. You know, this is the space where your body heals and repairs and rejuvenates. And when you are in a space of stress and fight or flight, this is where your body cannot heal in that state because right. it's on survival mode. So it, you know, like, so being in that state is, is very, very conducive and it helps to increase your healing from whatever it is that you need to heal, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's all about choice. We get to choose. <laughs> and we yes. forget that we forget that we just get so caught up in what we normally do this is what i do yeah <laughs> time to change it up <laughs> yeah yeah and you know like i think that again people don't have to think 
big and bombastic when they think about creativity. It can be like really easy and simple things. And I love when you said change it up because, you know, like sometimes just to help you be comfortable with change, start changing things that are easy to change, you know, like just to get yourself into that brain frame of making, doing things differently. So it can even be something as simple as if you go to work every day, walk on a different street, you know, take a different um, drive on different streets, take a different way. Don't always go the same way. And it just kind of like creates different uh, pathways in your brain of like, oh, I'm doing something new. I'm doing something different. And it's kind of like training your brain to do things differently. So, And I think it helps to bring out that curiosity in us. I mean, yes, you ever watch like little kids, they want to go and explore. They want to go wander off because they're curious. And when we are curious, what happens? We form in an excitement within us because we're wondering, ooh, what's over there? Ooh, is this going to be, you know, even better over there? And, you know, we're, we have that curiosity. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And how, how wonderful our curiosity can be because it does bring in an expansion or that, that desire to to discover another aspect that we might not have otherwise come across so yeah 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 and i think another thing that is important to know is that um a lot of people you know like maybe they acknowledge that um they might have a creative side but they don't think that this is something that has to be on the top of the priority list. And it's understandably, it's understandable given um, that sometimes life is, you know, like so busy or hectic or demanding, or, you know, like there's so, there can be like so many things going on and there can be like so many things that overwhelm us and that demand our, time and our attention and sometimes it feels like oh it's not really important to make time to you know like pursue my creativity I I have more important things to do or have more urgent things to do and you know like when again when you don't express yourself there's a price Yes. You will pay a price. And that price can be physical, it can be mental, it can be in different areas. But your creativity is a long game to be expressed, you know? And it's your job to help it be expressed. And (laughs) a lot of people just don't feel comfortable with expressing themselves period you know like a lot of us have been like so stifled and told being told that you know like um keep it in hold it in don't let it out don't show don't you know don't make waves don't you know like Uh, and 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 it's only for kids you know quit being general It's only for kids or women are not supposed to express certain emotions and it's not nice or it's not feminine or it's not, you know, like, like we get so many different do's and don'ts and shoulds and shouldn'ts and they (laughs) can really, really rule our lives. But, you know, like when you don't express yourself, it is, it can be disastrous for your health you know and and it's just be like it can be like you know just expressing your emotions or expressing what you're thinking or expressing your opinion or expressing um you know like any anything that wants to be expressed by you 
And I'm you just going to add, you know, we're not talking about the good for you stuff. We're talking about, you know, getting the anger out, getting your frustration out, yeah. write it out, write it yeah. out, or throw your paint on the on the canvas, or absolutely, do, you know, whatever. If you're heartbroken, write that love letter or that sob story, or absolutely. put it on a canvas, or yeah. You know, whatever that emotion is, if you're, you're falling in love, you've met, you know, the person of your life, and you're just in that absolute state of, you know, lust and wondering, and excitement over this new relationship, put it to your art. That's a great way to express it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not just one emotion. It's all your emotions. It's all your emotions. And every emotion you have is appropriate you know like there's no emotions that are oh uh, you know like i should not have those emotions and that reminds me of you know like when when i was a child i had two younger brothers and we would often get into arguments and sometimes physical fights and my mother you know like would come and intervene and Try, broke to break us apart, but she didn't say, you know, like you shouldn't hate your brother or you should not be angry at your brother. What she said is, is she would give us pillows mm-hmm. and she would tell me, you know, like she would give me a pillow and she would say, pretend this pillow is your brother. And she would give my, bro- my brother a pillow and she would say, pretend this pillow is your sister. And then she would say, just just go at them, you know, like say what you want to say, beat the pillows, scream at the pillows, kick the pillow, throw the pillow, do it to the pillow, not to each other, you know? <laughs> and I, I just that. remember like doing it and it was so much fun. It was so much fun to just like, to not stifle my feelings and not being told that, oh, you should not treat your brother that way, or you should not feel that way about your brother, or you should be nice. So you, you know, it was like validating the fact that I was having feelings and I was feeling upset or angry or raged or whatever it was, but saying, you know, we don't hurt each other, but go ahead and express your feeling in a non- harmful way and I think that was like a big big lesson for me in you know like not stifling my feelings and just express them in a way that you know doesn't do harm for you and for other people but they're still going to be expressed you know yes and you know I wasn't sure at the beginning of this podcast usually when I when I prep for a podcast I write down questions that I think should be asked or or whatever and we've not hit one of them oh we did the first question I'd like to explore I wrote that down and now I'm it's really funny now I understand why no other conversational questions came up I literally, I have this blank space on my, you know, prep sheet (laughs) with nothing. It was like the freedom to talk and the freedom to be creative. (laughs) And this whole conversation, I, you know, I wasn't, I had no idea what to expect. And I just love how this just, oh, this just happened. This came together. And I just absolutely treasure each and every conversation I have with you, Rachel, I truly do. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. And I treasure my conversations with you too. Thank you. You are so very welcome. And it is getting to be time where we need to to wrap up the podcast because I know you and I could definitely go for hours. We have. Oh, yes, we um, can. On <laughs> <laughs> many occasions on very, very varying topics. Um, <laughs> kids and writing and, and food and food, yeah. food and more food because <laughs> you, have, you have a large array of recipes on your website and they're good for you recipes. And you also have other information and blog posts. So... One of the things that I do want to ask before I wrap up this podcast is where can, you know, our listeners find your blog post, your 
Oh my goodness, so, so, so delicious recipes. <laughs> and the information about your your different programs that you have, including the Women Health Circle. Yes. So right now, the really the best way to work with me and to explore uh, all the things that I have to offer is through the Women Health Circle. Mm-hmm. And people can sign up um, on my website, healthnotgirl.com. I also would be delighted to invite people to join my Facebook group, which is called Fall in Love with a Healthy Life. Yes. And you can find me there as well. And you can find a lot of, I have a lot of recipes on my website, but you can find a lot of my seasonal recipes in my seasonal cleanses, which I teach every season. And uh, next month, we're going to do a summer cleanse, which has amazing recipes that are not just for the cleanse, that are for the cleanse and beyond. You can really use them all year long, all season long. And that is also part of the women health circle. You know, like I teach my cleanses over there as well. And the women health circle is, you know, like um, um, an online group program where I teach different topics, uh, classes on different topics every month on different health topics. But whatever the topic is, we always practice uh, self-love and we always practice, you know, like um, eating with awareness and we always practice healthy eating. There's a lot of recipes and food recommendations. There's a lot of self-love recommendation. Um, And it's really is being part of a community of women that support each other in living their healthiest life. So if anybody would like to have more information about that, they are very welcome uh, to send me a message to um, contact at healthnotgirl.com or go on my website or connect with me in my Facebook group. And I would be thrilled to uh, welcome more people into my women health, more women into my women health circle. Yes, on personal experiences, I I cannot recommend your programs enough. <laughs> yeah, I I truly uh, I love what you do. I started following. Oh my goodness! I started following the Health Net Girl when shortly after Facebook. I had joined Facebook, so I mean, that's how long. And I don't even know how I found you. It, it somehow it popped up, and I started following you. And then through a a group, you and I became aware of each other then a friendship formed and now we have a sisterhood absolutely (laughs) you are my sister by another mother (laughs) yes (laughs) i i claim you as my sister as well (laughs) and i'm i just love having these conversations with you because i feel like we're really talking about things that are at the heart of of what so many women struggle with and yeah and you know like there's uh, I love your energy and the place that you offer for women whether it's by supporting their creativity or whether it is by supporting who they are you really are um, wonderful at creating spaces for people to be who they really are and I love that. Well, and and that's important to me because I don't want anybody to ever feel that they have to fake it to make it. I cannot stand that line. I absolutely, that if there's anything that makes me cringe and, and I I just, the person who says that I just want to hug them and tell them, no, 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 do not, do not ever fake it to make it be who you are. You are a precious gift. And the really difficult thing is sometimes I have to remind myself of that as you yeah. <laughs> you're very well yeah. aware. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to ever feel that they're not good enough because right. you know, our words written, spoken, drawn out, our words have power. And it's not only 
those outside of us that hear those words, but it's our innate, it's our, our spiritual being, it's our soul that hears that too and, and absorbs that. And through self-love and, and all of that other stuff that we're, you know, a process of self-love is de deprogramming those things that we've been taught through routine, through expectations, because truly you and I have both lived through, this is what's expected of you and you will do. And both of us look at that person and go, no, we won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In our mind we're saying, no, we won't. Because <laughs> yep. we're both rebellious. <laughs> yeah. But there's still a part of us that does you know, we both have to work, we both have to follow what, you know, some of those expectations, because that is the way our society is. And that is how we get, you know, our bills paid. But um, it's not a complete free for all. But, you know, our words have power. And that is the one, one message that when I had Elements for a Healthier Life magazine was that I was so set on sharing with the writers and the readers is your story matters and your words have power and, and communicate from your heart. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Exactly. What is it that you want to say? What is it? that you're you know you so badly want that message that you want to share what is it tell that story don't worry about seo and don't worry about what what is acceptable to the masses write what works for you and that's absolutely and that's truly i think the foundational for this podcast is is getting that message out that be you write you create you (laughs) just simply be you yeah hallelujah 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 to that (laughs) okay i'll get off my soapbox now no that's wonderful (laughs) that is wonderful oh i would love to just thank you so much my pleasure i am grateful Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for joining this podcast. As you can tell, Rachel and I absolutely are passionate about sharing the messages of being healthy and ways to be healthy and creative and those importances to receive future episodes in your inbox of the pen to paper press podcast please subscribe to the newsletter at pen to paper and of course you will find our show notes there and for those episodes that really resonate with you or you think somebody could benefit from please share those episodes with them and share with us what resonated with you leave us a comment we would love to know what your takeaways are So again, the website is pentopaperpress.com. So take care, and until next time, know that your words have power and your story matters. Bye for now.